I love Kanye West so much. I could be here forever listing reasons why I love him. But most importantly, I love him because he taught me that I love myself. And I consist of my soul. My soul and the elements that make up my soul should be vocalized to the world. And that's what Kanye is all about. And I love him for that. His purpose, his authenticity, it produces all of us, the waves. And he does that through his perfect discography. Uh, this creative genius is one of the biggest impacts of my life. I'll always love him for that. Again, I could be here forever, but I love the podcast so much. And I love Kanye West. Keep it loopy. Wavy, baby. Peace. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of the one and only Kanye West. My name is Chris. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Kanye. Kanye. Happy birthday, dear Kanye Kanye. West. West. Happy birthday to you. And I'm Travis Bean, and today we're celebrating Kanye West's 40th birthday. Yeah! Yeah! It's a celebration, bitches. You know, uh... (laughs) I had an embarrassing story with my happy birthday song. With your happy birthday song? Like it was sung to you? Or no, with this happy birthday song. Oh, okay. Um, I do a lot of I do a lot of prep for our shows, and Travis hasn't heard the story yet. Um, I do a lot of the prep in the shower. So I'll just stand in the shower and talk to myself as though I'm doing the show. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I guess Marie came home while I was in the shower practicing how I would sing happy birthday on the show. And (laughs) I had a friend visiting in town and it happened to be his birthday this weekend. So she thought I was practicing singing happy birthday in the shower for (laughs) my friend. Like I really, really wanted to sing happy birthday to this friend and was like so nervous I was practicing. And she found it at once like kind of adorable, but kind of like shocking. I didn't. Yeah, it's like I know that he is friends with this guy, but seems like a little, a little intense to be practicing the happy birthday song. Now, did the and, situation get better or worse when she found out you were practicing for Kanye? See, both, both. We were both like, <laughs> I was like, I'm so glad you asked because that was for Kanye. <laughs> that was for Kanye, and she's just like, oh, that makes more sense. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> Like, I'm dating somebody, not just dating somebody, living with somebody, 
they care so much about Kanye West that they practice singing a birthday song to Kanye, who will never hear it. At least my friend would have heard me sing Happy Birthday. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds normal to me. That's that's true. But you, <laughs> sir, also have a sickness. <laughs> that's true. We're lucky to be people who can look past those sorts of things. Yeah, which makes me wonder, are we with people who have a sickness? <laughs> That actually is a good gauge if we should stay with our significant others. If they want to be with us, they're probably not right in the head. Right. It probably says a lot about them. But I'm glad we live in a world where not only can you and I find love, despite our mm-hmm. many, many flaws, many, but... Many, 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 About 40 of them, I'd say. Yes. Ugh. But we also have all these listeners that also have the Kanye sickness. Yeah. And to you all, we salute. You're wavy as hell, but damn you sick. <laughs> Probably need to go see a doctor. Um, <laughs> immediately. But for Kanye's 40th birthday, we wanted to do uh, what we hope becomes a tradition of just naming off things that we appreciate about Kanye that number up to his age. Do you see how clever that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say probably, I mean, what's his age at this point? I heard somewhere that he's a 40-year-old, 10-year-old? Yeah. He's a 40-year-old, 10-year-old. 40, which is crazy. I think that makes him 30. Uh, Yeah, but we'll do 40 just to be safe. Okay, we'll do 40. So we're going to do 40 things alternating. Uh, which is just things that each of us appreciate about Kanye. And what we hope is, ha, fuck you, Kevin Durant. You missed that three-pointer. What we yeah. hope oh, is... Kev, by the way, Chris has been giving us updates to the Cavs-Warriors game the whole time. Yeah, I uh, am sadly from Ohio. <laughs> or... <laughs> wow, and, this episode's uh, going to have so much crying. I know, near the Canton-Akron area. So the Cavs, you know, they're my jam. And hopefully yeah. they jam like crazy on this Warriors team. I think Kyrie. Well, hurt. maybe LeBron will go co- full Kanye in this game and bring him back. He better. I uh, I heard some news that uh, Kanye is cheering for the Cavs because of Tristan dating Chloe, which makes me oh, happy. Oh, there we go. Right, but apparently Kanye likes Steph Curry a lot, which eh, that's not great. You don't, a majority of the year, I'm fine with Steph Curry, but the two <laughs> weeks of these finals for the last three years, fuck Curry. Uh, okay. What are we doing again? But Yeah, so 40 things, and what we're hoping, you know, next year for 41, we'll have some people join us, and it becomes like a, a fun event. A fun event. So yeah, this is the inaugural, inaugural Happy Birthday Kanye special. Woo. Woo. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, so, number one, what's, uh, what's something you appreciate about Kanye, Travis? <sighs> wow. We're, uh, we're starting at number one. How do you boil it down to the number one? Like, what are we, where do you even start with Kanye? Uh, well, I, I think it can just be... Like, it's not numbers-centric, right? Like, the numbers are just for the Agreed. birthday, but not for, like, a But like I still got to kick list. this thing off with, like, one. Like, it's oh. it's 
<laughs> yeah, that's big. That's a lot of pressure. Uh, well, you know what? I want to say that I love something that has already appeared in this episode. It's a quote from Kanye West. Um, and he said, everybody wanted to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. It's a fucking great quote. <laughs> I think it's, I just think there's something really incredible about it. How like he pauses, people cheer. You're like, <laughs> what is he going to say? Like, I guess we'll never know. And then there's something so like weirdly poetic about that and like triumphant that I love. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a great way to kick this off, Travis. Thank you so much. I pride myself in kicking things off. <laughs> That's why I play center in soccer. Forward? Yeah, whatever one kicks the ball at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. You do such a good job of it, too. How much you love soccer. I should have said, like, the kickoff kicker in football, even though I don't know what he's called either. The kicker? Just the kicker? There's just one kicker on a team? There's the kicker and there's a punter, but yeah. Oh, 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 okay, yeah, I guess those are two different things. Yeah. Well, now, do day. they both not kick the ball, though? Give me that. They, they both kick the ball. Okay, so you understand why how someone could get confused. Sure, like a, a young child. <laughs> I understand how a young child could get confused. I'm okay with that comparison. Uh, also, for me, for uh, number two, I think one of the things I very much appreciate about Kanye, and I think it's the first thing I ever appreciated about Kanye, was the George Bush doesn't care about black people comments. Um, at that point, I had heard some of the Kanye songs, but hadn't paid that much attention to him. And I had to have watched that video two dozen times. Just like, did this dude really say that on live television? <laughs> That's amazing. Just like, no shame. Like, just the whole event that came around it, which I think kicked off, as you're saying, like how much of a a wild card Kanye can be in the way of just like, what will he say? What will he do? <laughs> I love that. I love that reputation. You got to love it. I mean, especially when you're a fan of somebody and – Anytime they say anything, it's kind of like, ooh, like you're on the edge of your seat. And like, he still, to this day, kind of blows blows you away with whatever comes out of his mouth. Yes, he does. What's your number I'm on three? Board. Um, I will, well, I was a huge movie fan before I was a Kanye West fan. So... A lot of my, uh, a lot of this podcast for me anyway, and getting to know Kanye and his art and the way he sees himself as an artist, a lot of that for me has been um, kind of, I've, he's such an appreciation for art on a level that's outside of music. And the level he loves movies to me is so prevalent in his music and how things feel like moving images sometimes and like they, they it does feel like i'm watching a movie for stuff so i love that he's huge in the movies i love that he always talks about jodorowsky and kubrick and i especially love that one of his favorite movies is there'll be blood all of that makes sense to me <laughs> it's pretty uh spectacular that there will be blood in akira or up there for him 
yeah, it's it makes so much sense, but at the same time, anybody else saying those are their favorite movies like doesn't have the kind of impact that it does of Kanye because those are such visual masterpieces and like not to me not like the typical movie like a musical artist would claim like as their favorites like it's it makes so much sense of him and how uh like the sonic structure of his albums like it just it fits like to me Akira is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and there will be blood is Jesus I like that. I'm thinking if I would get excited, like if Queens of the Stone Age was like, we love There Will Be Blood. I'd just be like, that's cool. But I wouldn't really connect like their appreciation for other art with the music they make. But with Kanye, as you're saying, in terms of like the music he creates and how we view it more as art in the sense that it gets at thematic depth, like visual, like how he uses imagery in his songs just yeah. the poetics of it and the developments, it does feel like when he says something like that, you can see more of the impact on his work. Yes. It makes it appreciable. Well, so number for number four, four number four, I, uh, one of my favorite Kanye tweets, I, we could just say his tweets in general, I'm sure. Oh but boy. There's a, a tweet in particular, I think, I had always really loved his water bottle tweets. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we want to recite it just for anyone that's unfamiliar? You can do that. Let me water bottle. I got it. Tweet. I got it okay. if you want. Yeah. I hate when I'm on a flight and I wake up with a water bottle next to me. Like, oh, great. Now I got to be responsible for this water bottle. <laughs> See, that had always been. Yeah, take that, Curry. That had always been <laughs> one of my favorite tweets. But then uh, recently I was reminded of this gem. Uh, man, ninjas are kind of cool. I just don't know any personally. <laughs> it's very stream of consciousness. Right? And as you're saying that like movies for a long time for you have been something, even from a young age, that you cared a lot about. Uh, one of my earliest loves were ninjas. Oh, man. So, Deep connection there. Yeah, absolutely. I used to... Because of uh, also a love for Batman, I would go into the back closet of my bedroom, get into the closet, and put on the ninja costume from my, like Halloween. <laughs> this is when I was like five or six. And then I would get out of the closet all dressed as a ninja. And I'd do this in the evenings when it was dark. And I would like go into rooms and turn out the lights on my parents while they're just sitting in the room Jesus, <laughs> and try to sneak up on them. This explains so, a lot. If Kanye met me, he would know a, a ninja. <laughs> hey, that's good. That reminds me when I was, uh, I had a old Halloween costume that was like a, a native American, which in retrospect right now feels weird, but I did have that. <laughs> and I just remember trying it on like years later. And if, I don't know if you've caught on the show before, but I used to be a little pudge ball and I like rip that thing to shreds trying oh. it on like five minutes later. That's amazing. So I wish I could have connected Kanye if he like said he loves Indians or like Navajos or something, but I got nothing like that. Mm, maybe one day. I do want to mention one, one other Kanye tweet while we're in this realm. Um, I 
there's something so simple about this, but also really insane. And it's just, I make awesome decisions in bike stores with three exclamation points. <laughs> yeah. That I one's a great know. one, too. I don't know what came over him that he felt he needed to tell the world that, but I'm glad he did. Yeah, what did he buy at that time? Like, did he just get, like, a sick deal on a bike and was like, <laughs> that was an awesome decision? Because, like, there are only so many things you can actually buy in a bike store. Like, what what decision are you making? All right, did he do something where he went with, like, a carbon fiber frame, but then That's got, true. like, a gel-padded seat and was just like, man, that seat was killer? Or did he buy uh, a light for his bike and then bought, like, some tape that you... The tape that you wrap around your handles and decided to wrap the tape around his helmet and put the light in the back of it so he's always lit up in the back from his helmet. Maybe. That'd be a good decision. Why would that be? I mean, for those that may not get it. Um, Sorry, it would be an awesome decision. I didn't mean to say good, so that clarifies it a little more. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I was confused, and now I'm not confused. <laughs> I mean, God. other people might be confused. I, uh... Well, you know what? If you don't get it, then maybe you should reevaluate how much you love Kanye. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I uh, let me do that right now. Click. <laughs> Can do the show yourself. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was my number four. Okay, God, we're on number four. Um, yeah. Number five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you expect? We came here. We didn't prepare. This is gonna take a while. Um, I love, I'm going to bring in a little Kanye news into this. Kanye West is apparently in talks to design the Calabasas high school sports uniforms, which I don't know what that is going to produce, but I'm so intrigued by it that like it, what's the Kanye quote? Listen to the kids. Like he's literally going in, listening to what the kids want and giving them something awesome. Hopefully he listens to the kids. What if he makes, like, <laughs> runway fashion sports uniforms that they're like, we can't wear this? Uh, it wouldn't be too far off from what he already wants to do with his clothes. Like, doesn't he want people to wear his stuff, like, working out? Well, some of his stuff. I think so. I don't know. I guess some of the Calabasas lie, maybe. I just, I mean, uh, I picture him doing, like, baseball uniforms that are shorts with, like, really baggy sleeves. I like that. Ah. Uh, or uh, a tennis uniform that is just uh, a jockstrap. That would be, yeah, shocking <laughs> and beautiful. And a little uh, zebra tail on the back. No. <laughs> shocking. Beautiful. <laughs> you know what's also shocking and beautiful? Steph Curry blatantly <laughs> jumping into a foul and not getting called for it. Good. <laughs> Fucking curry. Uh, what? <laughs> Number six. Number six. Um, you know, some of the things that come to mind. I love the fact that Kanye elicits such strong reactions from people that you could ask almost any celebrity, any regular person, like, what do you think about Kanye West? And I feel like 
almost everyone's going to have a pretty interesting reason why they adore Kanye or why they hate Kanye. Mm. And mentioning Kanye West news, what made me think of this is uh, there's a legendary dub reggae mystic named Lee Scratch Perry, and he was just on a radio show. And this is how he described what he thinks of Kanye. Him sell his mother's soul to get rich. To get rich, sell his soul too. Sell his mother's soul. Sell his soul to get the American dollars that is going down. Why should I listen to somebody that is so perfect and so unperfect and so stupid? I warn him sometimes that I don't need a jacket or a bulletproof. I did not sell my soul. I don't need a bulletproof jacket. And I don't have a woman with a real big baddie. Because me is not afflicted by Big Batty. I am not addicted to Big Batty. And I am not addicted to Kim with Batty in front and Batty behind. Kim has Batty in front and Batty behind. I am not addicted to girls with Batty in front and Batty behind. The girls I have is not too fat. Like, what the fuck? That's a good quote. What the fuck is that? It's an amazing quote. <laughs> I don't know. It made sense to me. But you have him saying this. You'd have... Uh, like TJ Miller freaking the fuck out about Kanye, but then you have like oh, yeah. Paul Lennon or Paul McCartney, Paul Lennon, Jesus Christ, Paul McCartney <laughs> talking about how great Kanye is. <sighs> so many other people just is, giving great Kanye quotes. John Mayer. I mean, that was our barometer for a while, right? Just like noting those people. Absolutely. And some were wavy, and some were fucking awful. <laughs> you know, the wavy ones, though, and I think... Well, I, this is still your point, so I won't steal it from mine. But I, I love the people we have noted that love Kanye, and the, particularly the, the musicians that have, like Paul McCartney, and John Lennon's son, and um, John Mayer. Nick Cave... Yeah, John Nick Mayer, Cave. one of the one of the greatest. Uh, Nick Cave, and uh, who's the other fucker? Lou Reed. Yep. That's pretty incredible. When those people, who I mean, those are all legends of rock music who are acknowledging Kanye just on a level that goes beyond you know genres. It's like his just his artistry and the way he looks at music. It's just really incredible. Some people get it. Some people get it. You, listener, you get it. Absolutely. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so what's your point? Um, what's my point? Seven. Or seven. <laughs> seven, seven. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, why are you saying all these things? What are you ultimately <laughs> trying to get across? <laughs> um, I love that when the life of Pablo is coming out, Kanye was on Twitter and making fans a part of everything and uh, letting everybody into the process and letting us know when he was done or when he thought he was done. And then when he thought he was <laughs> done again and all of that. And when he wanted, when chance was remaking him do it, like it was just amazing insight into it all. And, and then he ended it all with, this is not album of the year. This is album of the life. And I thought that really encapsulated the way he's approaching albums now, like it's not just about making a collection of songs. It's just like communal experience. It's just, it's something he's really pouring his heart and soul into. And he just is including everybody in it. 
It's kind of beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. That's uh, I really loved that process. Like, I was so addicted to Twitter updates and just the Kanye <laughs> subreddit, like, right before the album was supposed to drop, just refreshing oh, that for three days with thousands <laughs> of other people, just like, when's it going to land? When's it going to land? You and I were together when all that was going down. We were. Part of it was uh, while we were at Sundance, right? Yeah, that was really, that was really special, actually, the, like, two people who are obsessed with Kanye like sitting in a room like it sounds pretty sad and pathetic but we were like (laughs) just you know like so into everything that was happening yeah like every tweet updates just like oh there's another notepad there's more songs (laughs) like who are these names on this list are they part are are these all guest features (laughs) who's Kylie Jenner (laughs) Kylie? Who are you, Kylie? <laughs> um, yeah, that was great. I hope he does it for this album. Yeah, you gotta wonder, I mean, we talk about Kanye being in stages and his albums moving in these cycles, so you gotta wonder if it'll be like the life of Pablo. I imagine he'll do something that's both kind of the same, but obviously in a different realm because he's not on Twitter anymore. Yeah. Mm. Maybe he comes back. The resurrection of the Twitter. Oof. Maybe he takes over our Kanye for a day. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, if Kanye did a Reddit AMA. He just stickies like go. 40 posts that are just his face. <laughs> He's just shit posting with the rest of us. It turns out he like <laughs> has been there the entire time. He's just one of the accounts that's always there that's told us he hates Jesus and that we've argued with. Yeah, he's qualifications. Oh shit. Qualifications is always posting the best shit. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um Yeah. Okay, so eight. Hmm. Eight, eight, eight. Well, I also very much love that the Taylor Swift incident happened. Um, I've talked before about how that was in the period where I was really becoming a Kanye fan. Uh, I was loving 808s at the time and finally starting to be like, oh, this Kanye guy's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) But then with the Taylor Swift VMA thing, it was another instance of me being like, he just did that. He went up on stage. Look at how sad she is. <laughs> and just finding the whole thing unbelievable and hilarious. Um, which I... It was something else that... I don't know why that made me love him more, but that absolutely made me love him more. Uh, I was really happy that there was just an article that came out that said that there were more details about what happened after the VMA moment. And you're like, oh man, is there going to be some like crazy thing that happened? Is this some like firsthand information? And the only details from this, it's the mirror, um, <laughs> mirror article, is that Taylor Swift and her mom were crying backstage, which, yeah, that's not shocking. Um, <laughs> but then that Ta- Beyonce was also crying, <laughs> which that's really insane I- to me. Yeah, did she just feel really bad that Kanye did that on her behalf or, like, know that that was going to fuck over Kanye and also made Taylor sad and she was feeling sad? 
I guess it could be know. an emotional moment that we can't quite grasp because yeah, we do kind of see it as this like spectacle and this like crazy thing that happened. And really he probably ruined some poor girl's night <laughs> on like one of the biggest nights of her life. Yeah, that probably had some impact, especially I mean, they would all feel more weight of it too, as they're all part of the industry and have connections to people and there's probably a political uh, stuff going on behind the scenes too that we'd have no knowledge of. Yeah. So as you're saying, for us, just the spectacle of like, oh shit, that was funny. Time to go on with the rest of my life. Yeah. Like that is <laughs> that is their life. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that moment. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty classic. It, it's obviously a moment that divides, has probably gone further in dividing you know, the Kanye, the pro and anti Kanye people. But again, somebody who's able to get that kind of reaction out of people is at the very least doing interesting things or, uh, doing something that's like unexpected or not always politically correct. Like, you know, doing whatever feels right to them in the moment. Like it's not always the best thing, but you kind of have to appreciate that. some, some people. Yeah. And I think Kanye more often than not means well. And tries yeah. to do well it's it's not chris brown yeah it's not yeah it's also not you know like fucking drumpf who just spreads hate and misery everywhere yeah Ugh, that man that man all right so what you got for nine uh nine i uh, let's honor connie's actual birthday a little bit he went to japan with the fam or at least with kim right yeah which is pretty awesome i'm glad they got to take that trip i i've heard that kanye really likes uh anime and oh yeah being one of have we talked about movies. that i think we may have i don't know we've been doing this for so long and talked so much shit that's i mean you know we watched dragon ball z he had to have watched dragon ball z right yeah well i mean it'll be the first so question I, we ask I, when we get on the show hey kanye Who's your favorite Dragon Ball Z character? Is it Goku? Is it Vegeta? Do you see yourself more as Goku, or do you see yourself more as Vegeta? Piccolo. Or have you always been like a Krillin guy? Piccolo? Yeah. He's like Frieza. I'm like, whoa! You like the worst bad guy, like just in terms of just evilness. <laughs> Frieza's a dick. Um... <laughs> But I'm excited he got to go to Japan and see a whole bunch of cool shit in Japan. Yeah. Um, there's a article about it from XXL Magazine. And Chris and I were uh, just salivating Ooh. over the, what a great quote from the article. Uh, in a picture, which comes from courtesy from Team Kanye Daily, we see Yeezy and Kim rocking all black as they take a stroll down a Tokyo street. Ye looks pretty intrigued with whatever he's looking at. And Kim looks like she just noticed what Kanye pointed out. <laughs> cool. <laughs> right. Just like, okay. So Kim's like doing social media stuff. And then Kanye's being like a kid. Looking at things. Old. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I think, you know what, though? If I became a Kanye reporter and I was following him everywhere and writing about him, I would probably do this too. It's like, Kanye, uh looks confused about something and Kanye checked his phone and is laughing at a friend from a text. Kanye looked at me. 
Kanye's wondering why I keep staring back at him. Like, I would just be everything I write. <laughs> it would, uh, you'd do very well. I think so. You'd revolutionize the Kanye reporting industry. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Uh, it seems like they ate at McDonald's while they were there. Well, we know he's a fan of McDonald's, uh, the brand of McDonald's. That's true. He loves McDonald's. He wrote the Fry Man. Or the McDonald's <laughs> no, Man. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, we should mention that later. Yeah, actually, that's my number 10. All right, we got to pull up the quote. We got to pull up the actual poem, though. Yeah, I got it. Uh, so Kanye, for as part of like Frank Ocean's multiple projects, uh, Kanye wrote... Oh God! Stop playing the auto ad. Wrote uh, oh, no. the McDonald's man, and this is how it goes. It's a poem, mind you. So give it the respect a poem deserves. Absolutely, silence. <sighs> McDonald's man. McDonald's man. The French fries had a plan. The French fries had a plan. The salad bar and the ketchup made a band. Cause the french fries had a plan The french fries had a plan McDonald's man McDonald's I know them french fries have a plan I know them french fries have a plan The cheeseburger and the shakes formed a band To overthrow the french fries plan I always knew them french fries was evil man Smelling all good and shit I don't trust no food that smells that good, man. I don't trust it. I just can't. McDonald's, man. McDonald's, man. McDonald's, man. Them french fries look good, though. (laughs) I knew the Diet Coke was jealous of the fries. I knew the McNuggets was jealous of the fries. Even the McRib was jealous of the fries. I could see it through his artificial meat eyes. And he only be there some of the time. Everybody was jealous of them french fries. Except for that one special guy. That smooth apple pie. Gotta end of apple pie. Yeah. Apple pie I mean, is delicious. It is dessert. Is it dessert? Sure. <laughs> I don't That's know about just at f- McDonald's, but typically pie is dessert. Oh, that makes sense. I was just thinking of it as the meal. <laughs> <laughs> give me two apple pies uh, that was my dad's favorite like, he would he worked like uh, second shift and he would come home at midnight and he would many times I would say five out of ten times come home with uh, two apple pies from McDonald's hell yeah and you I know this because I would wait up and hope to get a bite of that apple pie and would you yeah once in a while but, you know, he, he works second shift. He'll work long, hard hours. Sometimes he wants the full two apple pies for himself. Right. He's just like, kid, you know, <laughs> I care about you. I love you. You have my DNA in you. <laughs> I know you got loyalty and you got royalty in that DNA. But mm. this apple pie is for me. And he said I would understand it when I grew up. And I said, fuck you, dad. But now I kind of get it. You were so angsty. <laughs> So angsty, Travis. Yeah, there were so many apple pies in the poems I wrote as a kid. (laughs) Well, you were writing the right kind of poems. 
Yeah. Well, what do you got for 11? 11. Oh, God. Are we at... Is it my turn again? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you did the McDonald's thing. Um, ooh, what do I want to do? Um, I love that Kanye has been talking about this video game he's making. The uh, We kind of saw a trailer for it at the Madison Square Garden unveiling of uh, The Life of Pablo and... He's making a fucking video. Like, he's he's Kanye West. He doesn't need to be doing that. But here he is, like, trying to... Making something that is probably insanely, like, <laughs> um, subversive to, like, what video games are. And, uh, I again, I mean, just branching off, like, the whole movie scene and how he made his own... Even made his own movie. Like, I just love that he's a such a versatile artist that isn't afraid to, uh, you know, try his hand at so many different forms of art. And I will play the shit out of that video game. I hope it comes out soon. It's uh, It's been a full year without any more updates. Yeah, I guess he's been busy doing other stuff and had some trouble. So, hey, he gets a pass for it from now. That's good point. Good point. <laughs> we could show him some leeway. Uh, Kanye West, only one video game. Yeah, let's get some updates on this. The visuals of the game were really cool. It was Amazing. shocking that he played it like during the Madison Square Garden show. He played it twice. Like, That's another thing I love is like he's like play it again. He's like I really want everyone to watch this. And there was like a stunned silence. <laughs> like I don't think it met with the reaction that he thought it was going to get. <laughs> well, it was a concert where he was playing his debut album. <laughs> I don't think people showed up to see a trailer for a video game. I mean, I loved it, but yeah, I I did too. I was just amazed that it was a thing that was happening. Like so much was going on. There was just like this very like strange visual fashion show performance on top of like processing Kanye's new album for the first time on top of like a video game trailer. <laughs> Ah, but it'll be cool. I wonder if it's just going to be kind of like a a side-scroller kind of game, like how a lot of indie games are. Hmm, I don't think that's Kanye's style. He'll go full 3D? I think full 3D kind of, um, I guess I don't know any, like, what's the uh, Elder Scrolls, or what's the name of that game? (laughs) Yeah, like Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim, where you're just like, uh, you're like really in the shit and you are somebody and you can, because I imagine whoever is your character in that game, you can drift between, you know, the mortal earth and get on that ultra light beam and go up to heaven once in a while. That would be a very bold maneuver. (laughs) (laughs) But you, that's Kanye though, he's bold. That's true. If he came out with like a, a Donda is the main character Skyrim between heaven and earth video game. that was like full on 70 hours of gameplay with like stories, side quests. I would be amazed. I'd play the shit out of that, man. I wouldn't get anything done for we'd have to stop doing watching the throne for like a couple months while we played the game. We'd have to start a Twitch channel and stream <laughs> us playing the only one video game. Does that mean we'll finally make money off what we do? Probably not. But <laughs> maybe. 
Maybe. For the love of God, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Because he used to make video games as a kid. That was something that he was into and would try to program and do. So it's cool that he's continuing that. Yeah. Cool. All right, what do you got? What do I got for 12? I uh, I had it, and then I forgot it. What was it? <laughs> you know, I'm just going to go with Kanye's smile. As I'm thinking about what I yeah, appreciate, right. I love the smile. When that comes on his face, how happy he is, how excited he is, it's terrific. You know it's a special smile because Kanye has a goatee, and a goatee on somebody is, you know... 99 million times out of 100 million not look good but that smile really just is like oh it's cute (laughs) it is cute god (laughs) speaking of goatees kevin durant fuck you (laughs) oh can we get an update on the score 43 42 after kevin durant just made a three that he had somebody right in his face and now lebron (laughs) just got fouled hard or no, Tristan Thompson just got fouled hard and blocked hard. Anyway, smile. <laughs> smile. They, you know what? That smile is so good that it can bring you joy even if the Cavs lose. Oh, God, we might lose. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just look at a ton of pictures of Kanye smiling. <laughs> I mean, the, I don't want to step too far over the line here but i think psychologists have researched if that can cure depression <laughs> that would uh maybe that should be something we go back to get our phds and we write a thesis on the power of the kanye smile yeah i mean we want to teach kanye classes anyway so this would be a convenient way to get into that absolutely i think we're i think we're on to it okay we will shake hands right now and vow to each other to accomplish this goal. <laughs> Why did you slap my face? <laughs> I uh, sometimes get confused between your hand and your face. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> both are ugly. Oh, I'm I mean, sorry. That's, no, it's okay. You, you speak the truth. It's one of the things Kanye taught you. It is. He's like, Chris, you need to tell Travis his hands look like his face and his face look like his hands. Oh, man. What number are we on? (laughs) Uh, 13. 13, okay. I love, I don't know if everyone remembers this, but um, I think this happened back in June. A little kid uh, was on a carousel and... um, saw Kanye in there and went up to Kanye and recorded a little video and said, how did you write? I love Kanye and kind of just said, I thought about what I love (laughs) (laughs) and he's so giddy and like awesome to this kid. I love it. It is. It was very cool to him. Um, okay. 14. I, Love that Kanye was obsessed with Kim and ended up with Kim. You know, we just did the Kimmy anniversary special and I was looking up even more Kim stuff. Like I was finding more that should have been on the episode. 
Um, but it's just there's just so much you can cover with him and Kim. It's crazy. Yeah, I didn't realize until like very recently how far back their relationship kind of went and the kind of dynamic that they had with each other. It kind of seemed out of nowhere at the time that it happened. Um, right. And then you realize, no, like these two had like a, a pretty long history with Kanye, like really pursuing Kim and into Kim. Yeah, it's it's kind of silly how long it's been going. Like, I guess they've known each other for over 10 years or something. Crazy. And it's crazy to know that she was married when she was 19. Yeah. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Her life could have been completely different. Yeah. And just the way he talks about her, too. I mean, that's one thing I would mention. Just the quotes he has about her are, at one time, like, kind of cheesy and like absurdly romantic but it also like knowing Kanye and the way he talks about people that influence him like I I feel like it's so genuine and how he talks about Kim and how he sees her as like this icon and somebody that you know inspires him to make great music I mean obviously she does you get the whole the entirety of life of Pablo yep 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 that's a one of the things I really liked is I felt like they went together so well in terms of like how they were pursuing their careers and like what their goals were and how neither of them was afraid of the spotlight. It just seemed to work very well to me. Yeah. It's and it crazy. Has worked. Hmm. Okay. 15. All right. Um, one of my favorite things that I learned about Kanye and I think I learned this pretty recently uh, it came from a episode of Keeping Up, but Kim was talking about a one time that Connie went to jail, and um, she said when Connie went to jail, they arrested him, and you know you get to make one phone call in jail, so he called Mister Chow's in order to take out the jail. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing that happens. <laughs> you did. You're learning this now, then. Yeah. Actually, it's sounding kind of familiar, but I forgot that it was a thing. Why did he go to jail? Uh, who knows? Whenever that was. <laughs> That's not one of my favorite things, that he went to jail, but that when he was in jail, <laughs> he ordered Mr. Chow. Oh, here it is. Back in 2008. Fuck this full-page ad. Back in 2008, <laughs> Kanye spent a day in jail after destroying a paparazzo's camera. Okay, That's so right. called for. Man, so he got a day in jail for destroying that dude's camera, but that uh, politician, Gigafort, oh. or Jagenfort, I don't know his name, who assaulted the reporter, got community, community service, service and a $300 fine. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Damn. Well, he did uh, go to trial in the state in which he was elected, so <laughs> maybe they didn't want to give him time. Yeah, that judge probably would have been like, sorry, sorry, governor, or whatever he is. <laughs> and all everyone on the jury voted for him. <laughs> God, the Cavs are starting to suck. Oh, no. Well, we stay intact, though. I need you here for all 40 of these. Uh, okay, I'll do my best. 
but okay. hopefully Kevin Garnett or not Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Kevin Garnett shows up, that would be spectacular. That would be like a wrestling kind of moment. <laughs> Who is that making their way through the crowd? It's Kevin Garnett. It's Kevin Garnett. He's pulling his shirt off. He's wearing a Cavs jersey. <laughs> then he gets out on the floor and proceeds to give up like 30 points because he's old as shit and can't play defense. <laughs> and then he reveals he's Kevin Durant's dad and everybody's like, <gasps> Oh. Oh. Why did he get a foul? God, ugh. I hate Kevin Durant so much right now. I always liked him <laughs> until this year. I wasn't even that mad that he went to Golden State, but watching him and how happy he is in this finals, fucking hate him. I bet he's happy to win a championship finally. That hasn't happened yet, Travis. Hasn't happened yet. Oh, yeah. No, I just meant in his head that's what he thinks will happen, but definitely won't. Thank you. Thank you for playing into my delusions. (laughs) No problem. Uh, 16. Uh... I like that Kanye used to wear a backpack around and be like, wearing a backpack is cool as an adult male outside of school. I mean, it was cool. I mean, to this day, I wear a backpack. So you still wear a backpack to this day? I do. I wear a backpack to work just because, you know what? (laughs) I feel bad because my boss, when I started there, even bought me a nice little, like, uh, what do they call it? Like a little side bag that you just like throw over your arm, like a computer bag, like a messenger bag. Yeah, a messenger bag, and it's it's a nice looking bag. But man, when I bring my lunch to work and I got all this shit, like I can't fit it in that thing. <laughs> my backpack just works so well. Nice. Well, but you're not wearing the backpack as like a, a fashion accessory. No, because it's disgusting and dirty. Because I ride the bus every day and put it on the gross floor. <laughs> okay. I just found it always interesting that Kanye was like, I got a fashion backpack. And when right. I go out to an event, like, this is a fashion backpack. Yeah, like wearing like a cool hat or something, but instead it's on his back. Absolutely. I do love that. It was a curious phase. The phases of his fashion have been fascinating. Hell, I'll make that my number 17, Kanye in fashion. He, uh, much like my video game and movie point, he's not afraid to test out something else he loves and get and really try to integrate himself aggressively into the fashion world and not get when anybody not get when like everybody doesn't want him to be there and like doesn't want to offer help and recognize how great he is. Like, I don't know. I just love that and that he went out and just, you know, made his vision even when it wasn't perfect and out of the clothes fit. Like, I think that's, there's something endearing about that to me and how he just, like, unleashed his aesthetic and his feelings into these clothes. And he keeps doing it too. Like, yeah. he's gained more and more, fuck you, Durant, more and more <laughs> momentum in the industry. <laughs> And not just being, like, applauded in the industry, because I feel like that's still pretty hard for him to get, but he's found his niche and started to develop the same kind of following that he had as a a producer. Yeah, definitely. Oh, shit, they're starting to fight because David West is a jackass. Oh, is there an actual fight? 
they're getting close. Oh, shit. Kyrie and West were both fighting for the ball, and then David West tried yanking it away, like, very violently. And Kyrie's just like, what the fuck, dude? And Tristan <laughs> ran up to West, and they started, like, butting chests. And is is Tristan the one that always gets in trouble? Uh, J.R. Smith. Oh, okay. Uh, wasn't there a guy on the Warriors that always is getting technical fouls? Oh, Draymond Green. Oh, see, I obviously watch a lot of basketball. Yeah, you're good. With, you're good with the sports. <laughs> what? Um, baseball. You know your baseball, though. Uh, I used to know it better, but sure, I know of baseball. It's good. I mean, I've at least heard of it. You got to give me that. I give you that. I give you that. Oh, I the ex- ball. Uh, I'm not positive, but one thing I do know for sure, and I do know this, and I know only a real baseball fan would know about this, is that Kanye proposed to Kim at the Giants stadium. Whatever the Giants stadium is, I don't know the name of it, but I know it was a Giants stadium where he proposed to her. Candlestick Park. No, that can't be right. No, that sounds right to me, actually. Um, I'm pretty sure that's it. You don't need to look it up. AT&T Park. Oh, but Candlestick uh, was is the official name, but people have a hard time remembering it, so they slapped a logo, a corporate logo on there. It was their uh, old park. Mm, yeah, the, the old name of the park, and then they just said, like, <laughs> yeah, call it AT&T, and everybody will remember it. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that can be my 18. That. I love baseball, so I love that Kanye was just like... Because it's not like Kanye and Kim go to a lot of Giants games. I mean, they live in Los Angeles. Yeah. I I feel like they'd probably be Dodgers fan. Maybe there's more significance to why he proposed there, which would be helpful for me right now. Um, But it just seems kind of funny that... like, How many times have we seen them at baseball games? Not really. We don't think of them as like tried and true baseball fans but Kanye's like you know what empty romantic baseball stadium proposal <laughs> man he's really showing the rest of us fuckers up yeah I don't think I can top that nah I don't I'm not even gonna try I'm just gonna be like eh I saw what Kanye did so I'm not even gonna try here's a ring what do you say <laughs> I feel like Lauren would love that <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so what 19 right yeah um building on the whole sp- we're in the sports realm so i'm gonna stick up that um i always there i know there are lots of photos and videos of kanye at uh, basketball games and one of the best ones is when he's sitting up scotty pippen and they're both laughing and then kanye realizes there's a camera on him and he suddenly <laughs> gets very serious and looks away <laughs> and it was that time period where i mean i love kanye smile i know we've mentioned that already but i kind of like i love that he was so committed to not smiling because what was his reasoning for that i don't know it was like in all these famous portraits or historical photos like people aren't smiling oh. so yeah. he didn't want to be either and i just it, he didn't like he must have reckoned like people thought that was so goofy and insane and he must have known that's what people thought 
but it didn't stop him from doing it. <laughs> so I just love that there's no shame in that. He's just like that's what that's what it well it also shows just how influenced he is by the things that he like great art and the idea of the artist. Yeah. It, here's the quote. Back when I was working on Jesus, uh I saw this is from a Guardian article. I saw this book from the 1800s, and it was velvet-covered with brass and everything. I looked at all these people's photos, and they looked so real, and their outfits were incredible, and they weren't smiling. People, you know, the paparazzi always come up to me, why are you not smiling? And I think not smiling makes me smile. When you see paintings in an old castle, people are not smiling because it just wouldn't look as cool. (laughs) Love it. Uh, It's pretty awesome. Kanye not uh, smiling makes me smile. <laughs> me for number 20, I got uh, Kanye's interview with Sway where he freaked oh, the man. fuck out. And it was just like, you ain't got the answers, Sway. You ain't got the answers. Sway, you ain't got the answers. That was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, I know the quote, but I'm not even positive what they were talking about in that interview. I think it was fashion. Was it just somebody telling Kanye he can't do what he does? I think it had to be with the price of the clothes. Here, wait. Oh, okay. Thankfully, Genius has the actual transcript. Saving us again. Thank you, Genius. All right. Um... But why don't you empower yourself and don't need them and do it yourself? So he's talking about, I think, Nike and all of that and just being ostracized by them. Yep. You know, Nike told me when I asked them, we ain't sure. You know what they told the store, though, of my of my boy that run the store? They said, if you want the Red Octobers, you got to take these 10 other shoes. So they told me they ain't sure, but then they told them if you want the Red October, but legally we've both got to sign that contract. Mark Parker, I'm going to put Mark Parker all on that Summer Jam screen. And by the way, Mark Parker, yes, I will still accept an investment in Donda. I got some more ideas that don't involve shoes, but if you guys that are investing in the arts, y'all don't want to invest in the school in Brazil, y'all want to go to Africa. I'm standing up and I'm telling you, I am Warhol. I am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. I am Shakespeare in the flesh, Walt Disney, Nike, Google. Now who's going to make the Medici family and stand up and let me create more? Who do you want to marginalize me? Or do you want to marginalize me till I'm out of my moment? Why don't you empower yourself and don't need them and do it yourself? Houseway, take a few steps back and <laughs> you ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, Sway. Been doing this more than you. You ain't got you ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. You ain't doing the education. You ain't doing the education. You don't have the answers though. Because you trying to give me advice about something, you ain't you ain't got the answers. You ain't spent 13 million dollars of your own money trying to empower yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's a good Kanye impression. <laughs> Thanks. I think I was more doing the impression of uh the remixed version of this that has Kanye with a chipmunk voice, <laughs> which is incredible when you listen to yeah. it. It's like, you ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, why? You, 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 you ain't got I didn't the- know this existed. Yeah. Oh, I sent it to you and Travis before. Or You, you sent it to me and me? You sent it to me twice? Fuck. Fuck. You and Jordan. 
You and Jordan. The only problem with that is I don't get to hear Kanye's voice. Oh, uh, yeah. That is sad, isn't it? Yeah, you have I don't to hear like the chipmunk. That. God damn. The Warriors have gone on a 27 to 5 run and oh, they lead no. 60 to 45. Oh no. I hate them. We got to channel Kanye's energy. I'm not smiling. <laughs> well, you're going to be famous someday, so there's that plus. Yeah. Hopefully it's for this podcast. Yeah. Uh you'll be famous for people hearing you not smile. Oh, yeah. People would love to hear me not smile. <laughs> well, so what do you got for 21? Uh I love that an orchestra was so inspired by Kanye West that they made a little project called Beethoven. That was pretty fucking awesome, right? Hell yeah, it was one of our best upvote post on our Kanye too was sharing the the download yeah <laughs> yeah so that's All mostly right, why so I'm uh, bringing it up oh, but it is great to listen to I still have it on my like playlist and yeah. it still comes on and I'm like this is fucking awesome I wish they had an album available that would be pretty crazy I just think it's amazing because <laughs> Orcas can play like whatever they want. Like, you don't really hear. Well, I mean, we're deep into Kanye, so we heard about this, but I don't hear too often about an orchestra playing like, uh, hit, you know, dedicating an entire show to hip hop or really just like any modern artist. <laughs> right. Like, orchestra doing like a ton of Lady Gaga or Taylor Swift. <laughs> Like, they might do one song or something, like, as kind of, like, a joke, but not, like, pour all of their hard work into this giant, like, sweeping orchestral, like, show for a bunch of people. Like, that's pretty crazy. It is. It makes me, uh, any other bands you'd want to see them do that for? Yeah, probably, like, well, of course, the first band that comes to mind is Fall Out Boy. <laughs> then, like probably disturbed um do you remember the the p diddy show making the band yeah yeah the band the one band that came (laughs) out of there (laughs) oh yeah i think that would be good and then maybe like one more would be probably like the baja men nice yeah uh, personally, I'd really like to see them do an orchestral for Together, the band who had the famous song, You Plus Me Equals Us. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to go listen to it after this. <laughs> oh, shit. You've never heard that? Maybe I, know I have, my calculus, and you plus me equals us. <laughs> Your rendition isn't helping, but maybe I have. Uh, it was from like an MTV show. They were like a fictional MTV band. Okay. I, I'm going to look them up after this show. Yeah. That's the I only band you, you want to see covered, though? God, they all look so dumb. <laughs> um, no, I'd like to see R. Kelly. 
Okay. Like remixed to ignition, done orchestrally. Sure. That would be some fresh out the kitchen shit. You just want him to do that one song like over and over? Yeah. Okay. Never ending. Uh, I'd also like to see... Mm, mm, Alanis Morissette's. Mm, I was thinking about her too. I feel like that would just be so ironic. Yeah, it really would be. Just uh, I would throw in some Dido too. Dido, Dido is like an orchestra for my ears. <laughs> She's symphonic. Um, you know, some Lauren Hill. Okay, sure. Lauren Hill. That'd be a good way to round it out. Can never have too much Lauren Hill. You always say that. Every day I wake up and I stretch. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, I'm awake again. You can never have too much Lauren Hill. <laughs> All right. What do you got for 23? Did you do 22? Oh, no. No, you did 21. Why am I extending this? No, I'm on 22. Oh, fuck. Okay, 22. Uh, Kanye's music videos. Oh, yeah. His music videos, I think, are underappreciated and something to where at some point there's going to be like a full... God, fuck... the warriors there's going to be a full kanye west retrospective with like a you could do a visual book oh shit jr smith well no not one of those audio books <laughs> yeah we could could do a a visual you could do an audio book for the music videos okay that'd be people well, you're love talking that, about you know? a visual book so a book you look at yeah, like kind of a coffee table book that has the visuals from different... Oh, fuck you, Steph. All happy, chewing your mouth guard, you piece of... <laughs> yeah, it's like a lookbook that you flip through and you get the different visuals through uh, the different music videos. I think it would be kind of cool, though, too, if it had like a little mini version that's one of those uh, actual flip books where you put your thumb on the pages and flip through them real fast and you get the motion picture effect. You want to watch the music videos that way? <laughs> yeah, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Instead of just watching them on YouTube? Yeah, because, you know, if I'm ever on an airplane, I just want to take this book with me. Hmm. I guess also, you know, when you do that, you can sing the songs instead. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? It's not like I have any kind of urge to just sing these songs. Yeah. Uh. And Welcome that'll be great for, if you're on the airplane, too, because then everyone gets to hear you sing it. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> Got to practice. Uh. But there are so many good, not even good, great music videos that I really do think that you could make like a whole book exploring just the, the visuals, the meaning of the, uh, the videos. You could probably write a whole fucking book on the famous video and the fade videos and the wolves and the wolves look at the bombing fashion <laughs> i know i we've already covered a couple of music videos on this show and 
it's a huge daunting task to do actually because there is so much going on in them but it also feels like we can't really do it justice on the audio medium like they are really kind of like his movie like they are just visually so just sprawling and like doing so much and again i think it just speaks to him like having a vision as an artist and loving movies like he it's just all the same you know playing to him like when he's making an album he must see these music videos that come out absolutely i uh we should make one one day just like what's uh aziz and sari did (laughs) yeah just do it ourselves and hope he adopts it yeah next time we get together maybe it's this uh upcoming fantastic fest maybe it's the next one whatever <laughs> whatever we're together next we should yeah. film it if it's at fantastic fest we could try to include elijah, elijah wood <laughs> be like elijah we're making a music video so we have to pick a yeezus song we know you we worked with peter jackson and lord of the rings but we're going to give you the actual opportunity of an actor's lifetime Appearing in our amateurly made video for Kanye West. We're doing new slaves. (laughs) How do you feel about that? How would you like to play the wives of the CEOs? (laughs) He actually would probably be down for that. Right? Put a wig on him and be like, this is your Hampton spouse. (laughs) Now, I will be playing the CCA and Chris will be playing... (laughs) Uh, the camera that gets smashed. Yep. You just see me fall over and go, oh, 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 oh. And then we'll have Bella Tarr come in at the end of the video and do the Hungarian song. <laughs> oh, way to make that joke universal. <laughs> Everybody knows Bella Tarr. Uh, we, come on, we've all oh. seen Satan's Tango. Yeah, of course we have. <laughs> Bellatar. <laughs> oh my god. In case god. you don't know, Chris and I run a film website. No big deal. It's called filmcolossus.com. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. We've written plenty uh, about so Kanye. We have. We've written a ton about Kanye. <laughs> it was cool seeing one of our articles appear on our Kanye that wasn't something we posted, but something somebody found. It was like, look, this is neat. Uh We're in twenty five, uh, right? No, 23, man. Oh, MJ's number. Um, and LeBron's number. Yeah. Hey, maybe we should stay on 23 for the rest of the podcast to give him good luck. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> They're at halftime right now. Um, building on music videos. I think Kanye's live performances are going beyond concerts. I'm kind of actually thinking like... Uh, TV, like when he goes on SNL and he does these like really wacky things, kind of like the new slave saying. And even when he did Runaway, it was like kind of, uh, it was a little out there, like this like weird <laughs> song where he's just banging on a piano and like people are dancing around him. Like it's, it's nothing you ever see on SNL and the award shows he's on. Like I remember when he did Love Lockdown on MTV. He, uh, had like a giant line of people on drums, like just really weird shit that he's not afraid to do, even though he does not have to do that. He could just get on a stage, 
do like a, you know, uh, excited, like four minute, you know, version of Jesus walks, walk off and people will fucking love him. But he, he never does that. No, he fucking goes for it. He's like, if I'm performing, I'm getting flamethrowers. And it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> What's this quote? Like, um, my biggest regret is I never get to see myself perform live or something like that. Yeah. Love it. You're just like, fuck, man. Yeah, his live performances are amazing, which was part of uh, our Kanye's retrospective uh, leading up to the 40th oh, wow. birthday. They did a, a favorite live performance thread and people are linking all sorts of performances i think the one that got the most upvotes was his performance of hey mama um after donda passed which was oh exceptionally yeah. emotional but i i always think a nice counterbalance in case anybody's going to listen to that now after hearing about it being like oh shit that sounds like something i need to see is after you watch the one uh after donda passed you should look up his performance of Hey Mama on Oprah, which was him debuting the song, and his mom's in the audience. Holy and shit. he gets to sing it with her there, and she's so fucking happy. And when he talks about like dancing with her, he actually had worked his way around the crowd and got to her right as he sings that line. And like, <laughs> they dance together. It's of course he did. Awesome. Yeah. Which that leads me to 24, Hey Mama. I think uh, Hey Mama's just such a wonderful and striking song that it would people point to. I've heard people say that Kanye just like raps about violence as like a criticism of Kanye. Like, what the fuck? No, one. But I think if you show most people that hate Kanye, Hey Mama, They'd be like, oh, well, okay, yeah, that was pretty perfect. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does kind of even bridge that gap for, you know, huge Kanye fans and even people like you and me who are sitting around and like kind of criticizing the college dropout late registration days a little bit because they aren't on the level that he is now. Hey Mama still does kind of transcend in a way. And it's mostly just because it is Kanye and like the energy he's putting into it, and how genuine it is. It's it's so heartfelt in a way that's impossible to not love. Yeah, it transcends time, space, hatred. <laughs> you know, I think another song actually does that, and I'm going to make it my twenty-five. Why can't I keep track of this? Yeah. Uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> um, is another song that is kind of about Donda, but also mostly about North is a song called Only One, which I think kind of if you put Hey Mama next to Only One, it kind of perfectly captures how Kanye is still as um, heartfelt with his music as he's ever been. But it's kind of on a different playing now of how he approaches a song like this like he he's making a song that show how much he loves his daughter but also to express how he wishes his mom was there to like be part of the relationship and how he wants to tell his daughter about his mom and the way he does it and how 
um, it's kind of told from multiple perspectives is really just amazing. I remember the first time I heard it when it released that New Year's night. I listened to it the first time, and I remember thinking, like, eh, I don't think this is very good. Um, which seems crazy. I think I was high at the time. <laughs> I so. think a lot of people felt that way. I didn't realize the multiple perspectives. Like, when I was re-listening to it, and just because I found it, like, beautiful, even if I didn't think the lyrics were quite there, they seemed kind of cheesy to me at first. But then going back and realizing, like, this is donda's perspective like oh shit like this song is incredible like it's still (laughs) i know you you cry listening to it or you did cry like and i feel that same emotional response to it at this point i can't believe you just outed me you would out yourself (laughs) i'm pretty sure i've talked in the show how i balled at the saint pablo tour yeah yeah. yeah good choice <laughs> only one's a great great track yeah um for 26 uh, it's actually a complaint hmm about so, J. Cole <laughs> yeah um <laughs> so all day Right, all day's a fucking awesome song, and you get to the end of all day, and you have this like, you have the outro, and then this other music starts to kick in. That's kind of like techno-y and strange, and has this kind of robotic voice involved with it, yep. and it's beautiful to me. Like I hear it, and I start to get pumped for the next song, and I'm just like, oh shit, what kind of song is Kanye about to drop that this outro outro acts as an intro to huh um so i was so excited to hear what was next on the album after all day and uh then we never found out what was next nothing (laughs) all day wasn't on the album and whatever song was supposed to follow never happened but i love that one little bit of techno music (laughs) that kanye included at the end of all day that made me think that uh, So Help Me God might be this weird, like, techno-inspired, Daft Punk-inspired album. (laughs) Well, I'm sad, though, that you're so disappointed that you never got to hear the rest of it. I am. What if Kanye came out to an award show, or he came on this podcast, and was like, everybody wanted to know, what I would do if I released the next part <laughs> of all day, I guess we'll never know. I would be upset mightily. <laughs> I'd be like, Kanye, how dare but, ye? But Kanye gave reworked one of his most famous quotes just for you personally. That I would appreciate. <laughs> but I'd you'd be still like, be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, Kanye, this is unfair, but thank you. <laughs> That was a good one. 26. I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> Thanks. What do you got for 27? Uh, 27 is 
something that is pretty crazy that Kanye did, but in retrospect, totally isn't that weird at all. When Kanye announced that he would run for president in the year 2020. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's, uh, uh, yeah, of course he should and will and hopefully wins. I will vote for him. I honestly if wonder sometimes down. if I would vote for him. <laughs> oh, okay. So if it came down to an actual political candidate that I liked versus Kanye, <laughs> I think I would have to do the responsible thing of voting for Kanye. Of course. Um, I think I'd have to do the responsible thing. But if it came down to like Kanye versus Trump... If Trump makes it that far, um, then yeah, I'd vote for Kanye. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Because I'd vote for like a puddle of mud over that guy. (laughs) I would vote for the band Puddle of Mud (laughs) over. (laughs) I didn't even realize I named the band. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember their hit song? Oh, what was it? Blurry. Blurry. I'd know it if I heard it. I don't... Uh, by the way, Everything's though, I... so blurry. Everything's so fake. <laughs> Again, your impressions of songs are just so good that like, I can't quite wrap my mind up. So I'm going to have to go listen to the song if I'm going to remember it. Uh, I understand. I think they should do an orchestral version of Puddle of Mud album, though, for the record. Yeah, do that. I will give $100 to the first orchestra. <laughs> that it Yeah, that sounds worth life. their time and money. Yeah, I should learn how to play the flute and do it myself. Yeah, there we go. Flute is such a funny word. A flute. <laughs> God, we're losing it. Um, 28... I think it's amazing that Kanye had a wax bed, like wax figures made for his famous video and actually yeah. paid somebody a significant amount of money to make naked wax figures of Anna Winter, George Bush, Bill Cosby, himself, Kim, Amber Rose, Ray J., and anybody else? Uh, other Did other I say George probably. Bush? Trump? Oh, Donald Trump. God. But I wonder... It's just amazing that somebody had to spend a ton of their time sculpting <laughs> the bodies, the nude bodies of these people, and had to probably look at photos of like... You know they sat there Googling like Donald Trump naked, Donald Trump shirtless, Donald Trump body... Like, how do I want to portray the aging tits of Bill Cosby? (laughs) Like, how do I make Anna Winter look graceful? Well, they fucking did it. They did it. They did it. And the fact that after the video, it went on a museum tour. Like, that's amazing. (laughs) Or an art gallery tour. And Kanye and Kim served as live models for that tour. That was really insane. (laughs) that would have been i would have bought multiple tickets (laughs) 
Kanye would have made tickets. sure we did not make it into that event. He'd be like, see those guys? <laughs> if they show up, tackle them. If they get anywhere near my dick, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got for 20? 20- <laughs> yeah, they just giggle. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one's kind of a, a broader one, but I love that probably since... I guess uh, 808-ish, or maybe even graduation, I don't know. But uh, really now these days, the way he does a feature in a song to me is so different and so much more exciting than like features you would get in any other song. Like, like I think about, <laughs> this is a weird example, but big one of Big Sean's new songs, uh, No Mercy. Or no favors, sorry, no favors. Uh, Eminem's in it, and I'm just like, I'm blown away by Eminem's part in that. I'm just like, I think it's so crazy good. It, it's like it shows me a side of Eminem that I've like never heard before, and it makes me like him in a way that like I've never just been huge into him, and now I'm just like, holy shit, Eminem's amazing. But even that, to me, kind of pales in comparison to what Kanye does where it's not just a feature where someone gets to show off their talents. Like Kanye kind of crafts a song in a way that will allow whoever is coming in to just be highlighted in this like incredible way that shows me like a side of them that I didn't know was there before. And he even like, even if he's written their part, he transforms like somebody's feature into this, like a little tiny like spectacle on an album. I just think that's such an incredible talent. Any examples come to mind? Um, maybe like even just like Rihanna because I'm I'm weighing the Rihanna now and um, in a way I wasn't before. Like I think her last album was really awesome and I I feel like he captured her on the Life of Pablo in a way that in a way that I hadn't really heard before and like kind of perfectly into anti when it came out for her last year and i don't know like it's just like that's just one little example of like a billion or like chance on ultra light beam like i think he gave finally gave chance like this platform for him to like it wasn't just chance being a clever rapper anymore it was like it had so much meaning all of a sudden being mixed in this uh just anthem of a song I don't know. I feel like Kanye just the way he, you know, looks at his albums like has this big unfolding narrative and this the whole album is a this piece he's constructing and the features are just a small part of that. And I think that's so awesome for the people featured in his songs that he's highlighting them in ways that feel like, you know, career defining. That he's like giving them like a direction to go with their artistry. Well, you just hyped me up to go listen to every feature on Kanye albums. <laughs> like, <laughs> goddamn. But I, I think the first time that really stood out to me was on uh, Monster, right? With Nikki. Yeah. And just being like, oh, shit. Who is this? And same thing with Chance. Like, oh, who is this? Same thing with Big Sean. When I knew nothing about Big Sean, but then he <laughs> came on some of those uh, Cruel Summer tracks and just, like, killed it. Yeah. Yeah, we just talked about it with Pusha T on Runaway and how Kanye like really pushed Pusha T to like make what he did. It's uh, but he just seems like he's such a mentor in 
even if it's just a small little space of a song, like he's giving people a chance to do something great. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. Hmm. Cavs are back within 10. Oh, there we go. But it's a battle. What it's are we in battle. the third quarter? Um, yeah. Okay. We are indeed. Are we at 30? We are. Uh, so we're entering the fourth quarter of. <laughs> so we're a little ahead of this game. <laughs> um, number thirty. Uh, last call. Mm. I think uh, last call is such a <laughs> Kanye way to end an album, and such a bold way to end your first album. Yeah, that you have this like eleven minute track, which. Eight minutes of that is you just being like, fuck everybody who doubted me and fuck these people that were going to give me a deal and didn't give me a deal and now look what I delivered. Because like, if that album had bombed, then I guess none of us would, we wouldn't be here. (laughs) Kanye wouldn't be who he is. And that would have seemed like such a dumb thing. Like people in the industry that heard it would probably be like, you remember that Kanye guy that had that song Last Call where he... (laughs) Like, shit on everybody, and now where's he? But no, it worked, because he's Kanye. And uh, now we get this epic finale that I still love going back and listening to. Just being like, yeah. like It's endlessly I mean, listenable. It is. Like, I get as hyped to listen to him talk about that as I do, like, any of the songs on the album. Yeah. That's the, the part of the song that still blows my mind is when he's dipped into the part where he's just talking and there's just a part of the song where he just starts singing a part and it flows perfectly with the beat. Like it's this level of timing and I was just like, holy fuck, what level is this guy on? What are you doing, Kanye? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. love Lost Galvo. Yes. Um, bum, 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 bum. I'm going to highlight, and this is another huge one, but to me, just being in the Kanye over the past year in a level that paled in comparison to what it was before doing this podcast and, you know, reading about him like probably every day at this point. I, uh, the life of Pablo, the St. Pablo tour to me was just, really special like it kind of extended the whole twitter thing and really understanding the album and watching him and kim grow as a couple and putting out the music videos and then you get the saint pablo tour and it's just this you know it's his vision just uh spread out in an entire arena like he's on this floating stage and everybody gets a great view and he tells everyone to put up their lights during flashing lights and everybody seems heartless for him. It's this big communal thing that I thought was just an incredible extension of what the album represented. You said that perfectly. Yeah. No, nothing else needs to be said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it really did. It just felt like, holy shit, this this works yeah 
because like Jesus is one thing, right? Like it's just it's this beautiful mountain, and it's like a, and it's amazing to actually take in and like experience. But there, there's also there's something so much more simplistic about Saint Pablo tour, and it really is just a floating stage. And at, past that point, it's up to Kanye to put on a the show and give it that energy it needs. Mhm. Mhm. Um I'm going to go with for number 32 his I never know how to say the word his Margila masks. Margila, oh yeah, yeah, Margila, yeah. That he wore during the Jesus tour. Yeah. Um and just you know a lot of people talk about how inspirational Kanye can be and you listen to why he said he wears the mask um, and he's saying if you're a creator and you just want to create more this is exactly what I've been fighting for so if you hear me talk about Louis Vuitton or the Gucci group or anything like that I'm not dissing Louis Vuitton I'm not dissing the Gucci group and shit I'm just saying don't discriminate against me because I'm a black man or because I'm a celebrity you tell me I can't create in that field because you know damn well ain't no black guys or celebrities making no Louis Vuitton nothing they let Pharrell make those glasses, and we liked them, right? They let me make those shoes, and we liked them, right? And they say, no, no, not no more. That's too much. Stay in your place. Sit in front of that show and wear this jacket I made you. Stay in your place. Do what you get paid to do. Stay in your place. Don't embarrass yourself trying to chase your dreams. Save face. Save face. That's why I got this fucking mask on. Because I ain't worried about saving face. Fuck my face. That <laughs> sounded wrong. But they finally got a headline. But fuck whatever my face is supposed to mean, and fuck whatever the name Kanye is supposed to mean. It's about my dreams, and it's about anybody's dreams. It's about creating. It's not about the idea about being a fucking celebrity. It's not about the idea of being a black man trying to do fashion and shit. Because these walls that I break down, these walls that I break down, and we will. And I'm arguing with my friend Spike Jones in the car, and he said, Kanye, what you need to say is you're going to try. You're going to try to break them down. Don't say that you're just going to do it. And I said, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I told Kim seven years ago, I'm going to marry you. I didn't say I'm going to try. And I'm telling you right now as I stand on this stage, all this shit that you heard me talking about, I'm going to come back and I'm going to come and back all that shit up. Hell yeah. Fucking love it. Yeah. He's the fucking man. Mm. Can't get enough. <laughs> Well, lucky for you, we still have seven more. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say that I love this photo of Kanye and Beyonce playing Connect Four together. Something about it that's just perfect. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Beyonce looking like... It's, she, she just is like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing Connect Four with Kanye West. Or it's Kanye West pointing at... <laughs> How he's won the game, I don't know, but it's amazing. That was right after the VMAs, right? Oh, really? I think it was. It was like right after or right before some uh, events. Great. Love it. Yeah. But it, it was really cool. Like, he loves Connect Four, I guess. And just the fact that, like... <laughs> Did they just play casually? Were they playing like very intensely? 
It, it looked casual from their smiles, but I imagine they probably have like uh, a dry race board somewhere that keeps track of their all-time wins, and they're pretty competitive about it. <laughs> I hope to God. I hope they still have like a, a text message thread. Like maybe Kanye and Jay don't talk as much. But Kanye and Beyonce are constantly like playing an iPhone Connect Four game. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Yeah. Hmm. My live stream went out. Oh shit! How are we gonna get our updates? I, I guess I'm just gonna have to wait and see what happens. This is gonna not be good for the people who are listening to the podcast uh, instead of watching the game. So they've. They have decided to not watch the game on Monday night and are waiting until Tuesday morning to hear your recount of it. Yeah, those people are definitely making weird decisions with their life. (laughs) Well, those are the kind of fans we attract. Yeah, I salute you. I salute you. Okay, I found another stream. Oh, thank God. Ugh. Iguodala's had like seven dunks. And I hate him. (laughs) I hate all of them. All of them. Okay, so 34? Yeah. Mm. What do I like? What do I love? We're talking about what we love. love. I love the sneakers. Like, I'm... I'm not that big into shoes... I just usually get some, not basic things. I get things that I like and that I think look good, but I'm not like a, a sneakerhead in that way. I've never really wanted an expensive pair of just wearable shoes that aren't like running shoes or athletic shoes. But, oh shit. <laughs> Clay Thompson almost like took a face dive onto the court. He was upside <laughs> down and somebody caught him. Um but I would absolutely drop the money for Yeezys. Like, I think they look awesome. I would wear them proudly. I like them so much that I've considered getting a fake pair just to be like, I'm almost wearing Yeezys. <laughs> you couldn't do that, though, because what is going to happen the day you meet Kanye and you're wearing those things? Yeah, like, I would do that. <laughs> Well, you don't know, like, because one of these days he's probably just going to show up at her front door. <laughs> well, I heard you read my McDonald's poem. It was great. <laughs> uh, but then again, though, you're going to know Kanye's not going to hear it, so you'll be able to hide those shoes. Yeah, right. I'll throw them in my closet. Uh, hopefully he would see them and be like, why are you wearing those? Those are fake. And I'll be like, yeah, you haven't given me real ones. And I'll be like, I... true. True. Well, let's go down to my Here car. I have a, a thousand pairs of shoes from. What, he keeps Yeezys in the trunk like he's some door-to-door salesman with a... Yeah, he, his trunk is like a Hermione's bag in the Harry Potter movies where it's just like they're, it's like this endless uh, bottomless pit where he can fit all of his Yeezys. Yeah. I hope he has that. He has the money for it. I mean, he's got to have it. Come on. Come on. <laughs> That's just how he how he brings like North and Saint places. He's like, get in the back. 
Is this probably not good parenting? <laughs> no, it sounds right. But you save so much space. And plus they would have so many toys and things to play with. Yeah, makes sense to me. I need to re- I need to read a parenting book. <laughs> before you, my, years before you become a parent? Yeah, just to really get a good grip of it and let it soak in. Well, just read Donda's book. Raising Kanye. That's the only parenting the book you parenting made. book there is. That's true. Uh, what do you got for 35? Thank God. 35? Okay. Um, Get it, LeBron. I'm going to go personal on this one. This is, this is probably something that doesn't affect most people, but unless you're a runner, and I've talked about this in the show before, but I got into Kanye because, not because I understood his music on a deep level or even really made like, deep connections at first but because it applied it worked so well for when i went on runs in a way that no artist had actually ever really done before that like i i only just listened to artists like i liked like i would even listen to like modest mouse on runs you know but kanye was the first one that i think kind of propelled me to a new level and to this day like I need a certain energy for when I listen to when I go on runs and I even made a marathon playlist. That's all Kanye songs and it worked so beautifully. And I don't know what he does when I'm running, but he, he is channeling energy through me in a way that no one else can. So when you ran your like Minnesota St. Paul marathon, you were listening to Kanye the entire time. Yeah. Um, I think I made a 40 song playlist i don't think it it lasted the whole time but it lasted like three-fourths of it why 40 songs i i don't oh 40 i don't know if it was actually 40 (laughs) okay you were just uh you were just primed to throw out the number 40 because of the show It it makes sense i would have just been amazed that you picked like an hour and 20 minutes worth of music when or not an hour, two hours worth of music when you know you're running for like three hours. What was your time? <laughs> um, I think it came down to 3.40. After the Connie music stopped, I obviously my time dropped quite a bit. I was doing really well at the beginning, and then, you know, Connie wore off. I uh, My feet started hurting, and uh, some things you can't overcome without Connie's help. That's true. That's true. You could have just restarted the playlist. I mean, I could have, but that would have been, to me, blasphemous to listen to two of the same Kanye songs on the same run. Like, I like I, I got to be true to Kanye and let each song fuel me in a different part of the race. Like, it just, yeah, you, I don't know, you would get it if you were a runner. Oh. Oh. <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I'm going to go run as soon as this is done just to show you. My Thir- marathon playlist. 20, 26 miles? 26.22 miles. All right. So I'll do that and then text you when I'm done. Okay, great. I'll see you in, uh, well, how long do you think it'll take you? Six, seven hours? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, probably with no no training and preparation. <laughs> You'll take a nap in the middle of it, so that'll add like an hour. Yeah. I'd get back from the hospital, get to finish the last 10 miles. (laughs) 
Oh, so this is going to take a few days. Go back to the hospital. Yeah, it'll it'll be some time. But like six or seven hours of running, you know? And then all the other time for the recovery and hospital Mm -hmm. utilization. Sure. Well, while you're in the hospital, we'll record a few episodes of the show. Okay, maybe you can have Clay Z on. Oh, God. Please get better soon. <laughs> um, so for 36, I'm going to go with love, love, love. This is exciting. What? Yeah. How? how what riveting podcast material that we have? <laughs> I'm gonna go with the fact that I've always wanted a little bit. Oh, this is gonna sound pretentious. I've always wanted a little bit more from music, as I just I love poetry, I love literature, and movies that kind of have more thematic and that kind of continuity and depth. And have always felt kind of a little bit crazy wanting that for music because so often a song was just the refrain repeated over and over and maybe just like a great hook. And it was supposed to be kind of entertaining or emotional rather than artistic in a way. I guess people a lot of the time would have different artistic standards for that. But Mm -hmm. Kanye making the kind of artistic heavy music that he does uh to me made me just feel validated and like yeah i craved something like this and now that i'm hearing it it's fucking awesome and other people like it too and now other artists are starting to do similar things which they had been doing before but just with somebody on the level that kanye is doing it it's going to have a pretty huge impact on the rest of the music industry which makes me very happy that he's yeah. now causing more music to be made that I love. Yeah, I was even going to say that this is even more pretentious, that he's had an effect on me, I think, as an artist, because I'm a writer. And to me, it's even extended into what I write for magazines and newspapers. Like, I write about cars and shit, like, nowhere near what Kanye's doing. But even that, like, when it comes to constructing and stories, stuff, like, I think about Kanye all the time. And like even thinking of like the life of Pablo and how it opens ultralight beam and it's just like brand grand spectacle like this preamble this the, like paints like an overview of the al- album like and I think of that like when I write a lead to a story like I literally do this <laughs> I just think it he's he must have so much influence that extends even beyond what you're saying but I agree I'm so excited for what could happen to music I I feel like Jesus is probably gonna reshape everything like 808s did at some point fuck yeah fuck yeah Mm. 37 37 um i'm going to highlight a song that uh we haven't talked about on the show yet and i don't even think we really even have talked about much just in relation to other songs on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy but um i love lost in the world 
in a way mm-hmm. that um, it just spoke to me so much when this album came out. Like, I'm sure I went through what everyone else went through. It was just like listening to this album being like, oh, just like blown away by it. But um, and I think Lost in the World was a bit of a slow burn reaction. But I think definitely after like a year of listening to the album, Lost in the World is the one that stuck out to me the most, more than Runaway. And to this day, I, I might like it even more than Runaway. It's To me, it's just uh, the way it builds, how it starts out with like Justin Vernon, you know, really quiet and like it's hollow and it builds to this grand spectacle and uh, Connie saying, if we die in each other's arms, we get laid in the afterlife and like everybody's chanting. And there's something about just the makeup of that song that I, don't know if Connie has quite done maybe like ultra light beam is another good example, but it's just, I don't know. To me, that song is just so special. There's something about that slow burn of the intro and the way that it seems like the song is coming in out of a fog. (laughs) Yeah. And resolving into something whole when it starts off as feeling very kind of fractured. Yeah. Um, that's really amazing and then to get the kind of contrast that we see going on in the song building to as you said the party line it's it's always been something that i've also just when i hear it think like well what the fuck <laughs> i feel like i get into some kind of trance listening yeah to right it. yeah that and i would say only one other song truly is like songs that i think are transcendent in a way that the entire time I listen to it, I'm in another place and we'll be covering that song in two songs from now. Um, but I just, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if I can properly explain it, but it just does something sonically that just, I would feel incomplete without it. Mm. Well, to that end, I'm going to say, fuck your second chance rebounds. (laughs) We're within four. Oh, and now we're back down to eight. Yeah, and kick the basketball or foul. Good. Um, so for thirty-eight, I'm gonna go with uh, Kanye using Justin Vernon. Mm. That's his name, right? That is it. <laughs> and just uh, I think the impact on the music of Bon Iver because I didn't really like the first album of Bon Iver, which I listened to because of Justin Vernon's um, use on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy Mm. on both Monster and Lost in the World, because I found that section on Lost in the World so fucking interesting. But his second album, 22 in a Million, or 22 in a Million, has such a yeast. 22 a million of course of course (laughs) that logical flow of words um it seems so inspired by yeezus that i get really hyped listening to it and just like we were talking about with like kanye's impact on music and the impact yeezus might have on music just hearing that album and being like whoa this sound is something that i love and i'm happy i'm hearing and i know that this is because in some small way at least something that Kanye had an impact on like mm. yes thank you yay yeah and it that's really great because 
even though I'm sure there are plenty of people who like Kanye and Bon Iver, like they are totally different camps of fans, really, on a broader scale. And to see Kanye really getting in there and reshaping, you know, the one of the folk scenes uh, biggest darlings is pretty awesome. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Threw it mm. back and had a couple of kids. <laughs> Very good. I don't know. Thanks. What do you got for 39? 39, my last one. Um, I'm going to go with another one that, again, this has been a huge year for me. <laughs> huge year for me, Jesus. Um, like, just <laughs> my relationship with Kanye and kind of what it's done for me. And it's, I think, made me just a genuinely better person with a better outlook on life and all this and i think a huge part of that has actually been our kanye and so that's the last thing i want to lie about kanye is that the community for him and the fandom that he has is on a level that i i mean i guess i don't search around for a lot of like you know fan sites for people but i feel like the the love he gets on our kanye is exactly what i need and sometimes it gets me like the day or if i'm just like down or bored like our kanye is perfect and it's all these people who just want to talk about kanye want to shit post about kanye make jokes about dumb kanye's things that kanye has done talk about all the great things he's done it's all mixed into this giant like cesspool of like crazy kanye fans who are all wavy as fuck and I love being a part of it and I love that Kanye has inspired that. You know what the top post there is right now? Oh, I need to look at this. I, I saw a picture of it. So it's by Typical Always <laughs> and it's titled 300% Chance and you just have four photos that are close-ups of Kanye's like the top half of his head, like eyes to top of his head. And in the upper part of the picture, it says, dudes with this haircut and at the bottom have a 300% chance of hating when they're on a flight and wake up with a water bottle next to them. Like, oh, great. Now I got to be responsible for this water bottle. <laughs> Do, am I supposed to understand why it's 300%? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but then again, it the fact that I don't get it perfectly sums up everything I just said. <laughs> Right? It's just like random, crazy, but like on the one hand, we don't have to logically get it, but as Kanye fans, we fucking get it. Yeah. And I think. And the fact that. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Fuck. Okay. The, I think what's awesome too is that this, our Kanye community has grown so much yeah. <laughs> over the last year. Like when. Uh, Right before the Life of Apollo dropped, I think the community was at like 16,000 or 20,000, somewhere right around there. And now at this point in time, it's at 75,000. Insane. Which has been insane with tons of people posting every day, commenting, uh, just staying active and involved. It's been awesome to see the community grow and see the passion for Kanye not just his music, but like him. Yes, uh, that's that basically what I think the biggest takeaway is: is it's in mix of <laughs> within all what. <laughs> this one post is went to a bowling alley today, 
<laughs> and you click. It's by My Force uh, 2001. And you click, and it's a picture of the scoreboard for the bowling alley. And Bowler 1's name is Yeezy. Bowler 2's name is Yeezy. <laughs> Bowler 3's name is What's. And Bowler 4's name is Good. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, but um, I do think it's amazing that it has extended beyond the music and there are genuine conversations happening about Kanye and kind of like why he does what he does and what all of it means. And I don't know. I think it, it must be just creating better people. Like maybe that's an overstatement, but like, I feel like that's such a good thing to have people on that level and talking about art in such a, you know, life defining way. I, I love being a part of that. Yes. God, you should have had 40. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. Yeah, well, so I guess if I'm going to go with the cheesy closer, <laughs> I love the fact that Kanye's still not done. He's 40 and still making some of the best music. Like, personally, I think The Life of Pablo is, like, artist-wise, his best album to date. Yeah. And... uh I'm excited to see what more he has in store, what more he gives us in all walks of Kanye-dom. Yeah. I mean, even if, yeah, think about Yeezus too. Like, even though the life of Pablo is like this kind of career defining thing, like Yeezus was such a departure in a way that like he could have coasted after my beautiful dark twisted fantasy he could have even re- retired <laughs> and like people would love him, but no, he goes and makes something like Yeezus at age like 36. It's, you can't expect them to stop even at 40. He's going to keep completely changing everything he does. Yep. 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 The goddamn man, which is going to make our jobs even harder. Our jobs, <laughs> jobs of quotation marks. <laughs> one of these days man one of these days some lucky podcast network will be the one to pick up our show it could be you those lucky bastards i know well thanks for joining in for year one of the kanye birthday show <laughs> that's right you can that year expect two, more of this yeah year two will have a better format <laughs> better than this i don't think so how can it get better than this? So stick around for that. Uh, coming up, we have... What's our next song? Guilt Trip. Guilt Trip. Nice. And then uh, a few stories are bound to happen. Yep, they're brewing right now in the old pot. where They're going to come boiling over the side soon, I promise. Fuck Kevin Durant! <laughs> This this is the way we need to end the podcast. <laughs> God, fuck Kevin Durant. Can we get a score before this thing closes out? It's 106 to 98. Okay, that's still within 8. Still within 8, but oh, what the fuck Durant? You just head Okay. He headbutted somebody? <sighs> yeah, he went weird into Darren Williams. Shit. And now he's just touching Darren Williams a lot. Is Darren Williams on the Cavs? 
Yeah. Yeah. They got to sign him, and now Clay Thompson missed that. But of course, yeah, strip that some Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Audible.com.com.com.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash WTT to get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial with Audible. If you do, we'll love you as much as Kanye loves Kanye.